Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast. Yes, this is two episodes in a row. Man, with all this revival talk, I feel like there is a lot to talk about and some things that I want to do to help us navigate the waters when it comes to whether or not this revival is real or if it's a man-made thing, whatever the case may be. Yesterday's episode I told you or I challenged you to look at 1 John 4, 1 and to test the spirits, that it is good to test the spirits and to see if anything that we're testing is truly of God or is it of man. And then we can discern through that and make some decisions based on what we're discerning and what we're lining up with the word of God. Everything must be lined up with the word of God, and that includes movements of God or at least those claiming to be movements of God. So true movements of God will line up with the scriptures and those that are not true movements of God, they will fade, fizzle, fall out. Something will happen and uh, you just won't see it uh, really take hold and, and, and do what true movements of God will do. So uh, I told you on the last episode that we don't don't need to be divisive. This is starting to be divisive between the brothers and sisters in Christ. But what we do need to do is be respectful of one another's opinion. I have many brothers and sisters that I believe I will be in heaven with on my timeline every single day that are saying, yes, this revival is real. This is of God. This is amazing what's happening. I've had friends on my timeline from right here in Northeast Arkansas, people that I know that have gone to the revival and and witnessed this for uh, a short period of time that they were there, and they've sent back positive words and positive and encouraging um, uh, uh, blurbs on their Facebooks or, or whatever the case may be. And I've seen others go and leave re- reviews that were not as encouraging as others. There were some that were uh, really concerned about what they saw. And it's interesting that you can go at different times of the day, different times of the night, and what one person may see, another person may see something different the time they're there. So again, that's why I said that we really shouldn't take people's word for it. We should listen. We should take into those, uh, take those accounts in of what they've seen, what they've heard. We should listen to those, but that should not be the gospel truth. We should still line up everything with the word of God. So what we're going to do on this episode is I ran across a video tonight and this is from uh, a young lady named Allison Perfader, who is actually on the ground and has been on the ground since the beginning of this revival. And she is still there. And it's interesting because she is closely connected to this because she is the student body president at Asbury University. So it's interesting to listen to people that have been on the ground for the entire time and listen to what they say, listen to what they believe. And I must confess that after uh, we listen to this video, it's four minutes and 23 seconds long. I'd like to just kind of listen to it and, and make some statements. I've only listened to about a minute of this video, and I, and I heard some things that were very concerning that I wanted you to be able to hear and line what she's saying up with the scriptures. 
And again, what I'm not doing here is I am not trying to push you to say this is not a true revival. God is not in this. God is not doing anything here. And what I'm not trying to do is to push you to say, yes, it is a revival. God is on the move. God is doing great things. I simply want to put before you some things that we can test and discern together so I can show you kind of how we or how at least I'm thinking through this as I listen to things. And I like to listen to people that have been there on the ground and have some skin in the game that have been there longer than two, three days, that, but that have been there for the entire time. Uh, because some of those things are going to be very telling. Now, uh, there's so much to be said about this. There are some great things. Do I think God is doing something in this place at, at Asbury University? Well, of course, God is working anywhere, wherever he pleases. But can we full out say this is a revival? Again, I don't know. Uh, that is still, in my opinion, yet to be determined. We just continue to test, continue to discern, and then make decisions based off what lines up closest to the scriptures. For me, I'm still neutral as of today. And to be honest with you, there is likely going to be another episode tomorrow dealing with some of these things because after yesterday's, well, most of you probably seen it or listened to it today, uh, but it went out late last night, just as this one will. Uh, but all day today, I've seen so much more come out. I've seen, again, it's kind of the, it's kind of split 50-50. I've seen people put out, yes, these are great and wonderful things happening. And then uh, a lot of people that have shown up and been on the ground say, yeah, there's some concern here. Uh, and uh, each day, it seems like there's good, bad, and ugly being presented from people that are on the ground there. And then we must discern through those things. For instance, tomorrow's episode is likely going to be about deliverance ministries. This is where demons are exercised out of people that, you know, you can lay your hands on people, tell a demon to come out. But the problem with this ministry is, and I've been listening to a lot of stuff on YouTube just outside of my office here in our living room this evening, just watching deliverance ministry uh, people talk and discuss what it is. And they believe that believers can be possessed by demons. Now, I'll just tell you, I don't believe that. And um, there's just a lot to go on there. I don't want to get into deliverance ministries, but I do want to say that there was an exorcism that happened on the floor at Asbury University. And there is video of this, and we will likely look at that video tomorrow on the next episode, and we are going to discern whether or not this is something that is biblical. So that's something that you can be looking forward to. But I thought it'd be fun to uh, on this episode to go through this video. And again, most of this is going to be kind of just listening blindly as blind reaction. I guess they were, are calling it. I don't, I don't. I'm not doing a blind reaction. That's not my goal here. But I knew when I heard the first minute or so that this would be a good video for us to kind of listen to and dissect as we go through it. Just because the first minute or so, the things that I heard, uh, I thought it'd be uh, good to try to line up with the scriptures the best we can. So, again, this is somebody that is in the student body. As a matter of fact, the student body president, Allison Perfader, and she is going to tell us what is happening at Asbury University. Let me share my screen there for all of you that are watching. And here we go. Hi, everybody. My name is Allison Perfader. Uh, I'm student body president here at Asbury. Basically, what's been happening is we have chapel Monday, Wednesday, Friday. 
um, every week. And at the beginning of every semester, students get together and plan how many chapel skips they have. How many times can we not go to chapel? Which is just funny because since Wednesday, nobody's been able to leave chapel. I now, I, I do want to make a statement here. This uh, Christian university, this Methodist university, uh, and these kids are already wondering at the beginning of each semester how many times they can skip chapel. However, after this one particular chapel, now nobody's leaving. So that is encouraging that they were looking to skip and how many they can get away with skipping. And now nobody's wanting to leave chapel. So that is encouraging. People are praying. People are hopefully trying to understand who God is and, and how they live in light of who he is. P hopefully people are getting saved. Hopefully the gospel is going forth and people are people's lives are changing. I hope that is what's happening. And that's why I say that God is potentially and probably working in and through this in the lives of some people. Uh, but again, can we call this a, an outright revival? I don't know. And uh, again, can't say yes or no either way, but I do want to continue this because really quickly it gets discouraging and I'm not sure again how the rest of this plays out, but I do know over the next few seconds, uh, half a minute, it's going to get very discouraging. So just let's just hang in there together and listen to what she says. I just want to say too that if you don't believe in God and like you don't think that he exists and you don't believe in the like presence of his spirit we don't think that you're like crazy like i'm not trying to trick you but if you're able just like come and make sure like I here's what i want to say here notice what she did it's very important what she did to to recognize this she says god if you don't believe in god it's okay we don't think you're weird or or silly or whatever word she used there or if you don't believe in the presence of his spirit missing the second person of the Trinity, missing what makes us receive the Spirit in the first place. Christ Jesus, our substitutionary atonement, the one who paid for our sins on the cross, the one who shed his blood, the one who died, was buried, and rose again. She missed Jesus. Now, maybe she'll come back to Jesus here in a minute, um, but that's yet to be seen. But it's discouraging for me to miss the second person of the Trinity. Her view now, she doesn't have a Trinitarian view without Christ. And you can't have salvation without Christ. You cannot have revival without Christ. You cannot have the Holy Spirit without Christ. So that was very concerning for me, just to listen to one of these students that's in the middle of this thing. and. Um, to skip Jesus Christ in his in its entirety, but let's continue. I would just say double check. It's not that there's a different spirit here, but something about here and now, everyone is just like receiving him. It's nothing weird. There's no like spell casting or like. L let me let me let me say this here, and I'm sorry. I'm, I know I just stopped it, but um, I just want to make sure that we're listening carefully. Uh, matter of fact, I want to back it up just a bit right here but sure we don't think that you're like crazy like i'm not trying to trick you but if you're able just like come and make sure like i would just say double check it's not that there's a different spirit here but something about here and now everyone is just like receiving him it's all right it's not that there is a different spirit here but it's the but that we have to be concerned about it's not that there's a different spirit here 
But, and then she goes on to say, if you can get down here, basically she's saying, come down here and receive what we've been receiving. We've been receiving the spirit. And let me just say this. I've had concern about this as well. You don't have to go to Asbury to experience the Holy Spirit. You don't have to go receive the Holy Spirit in Wilmore, Kentucky. You can receive the Holy Spirit when you repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 really quickly. I've got my Bible already open here to it because I knew she was going to say that. Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 13. Let's listen to what happens with the Holy Spirit and believers. This is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In him, which is Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So we don't continue to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not like this Holy Spirit is continually poured out on us and we receive it when revival hits. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit deposited and sealed within us, the power of God in us. We don't have to go to Asbury to receive it. We don't have to go to a church building to receive it. When you repent of your sin, when you hear the gospel and you repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are sealed. The Holy Spirit takes up residence in you. So there is no traveling. There's no receiving it continually or going somewhere and receiving it. Now, we're going to continue to hear what she says about God and the Spirit and things like that. But I want you to be careful just to line everything up with the Bible. And again, you don't have to go to receive. If you're a Christian, you have already received the Holy Spirit. Let's continue. It's nothing weird. There's no like spell casting or like magic dust. Like, And I'm so glad to hear that, that there's no spell casting. They're not running uh, magic glitter bombs through the air ducts like at Bethel in Redding, California, that there's none of that happening. So that's encouraging. It's an old dated auditorium. No offense, Asbury, but like there's nothing here other than like his friendship. And I, also want to say that if your community or your church has made the Holy Spirit sound scary or mean, um, I'm sorry. And I want to making the Holy Spirit sound scary. Yes, there are churches that make the Holy Spirit sound scary. There are churches that uh, give too much to the Holy Spirit. They make too much of the Holy Spirit. And there's others that don't make any at all. And there's other people that make him seem kind of scary. Uh, But the Holy Spirit is God. She said, we're just, his friendship is here. You know, God is here. If the Holy Spirit is here, God is here. So I think that a lot of this younger generation and, and kind of, And I want to be careful, and I don't want to say that this is kind of the product of the Bethels and the Hillsongs and the Elevation Worships, but a lot of people in this age bracket are really narrowing down the Holy Spirit to be nothing more than a friend, right? But in the Scriptures, we see that the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, and the Holy Spirit helps us understand the Word of God. The Holy Spirit is a helper and a comforter in our time of need, and 
that is way more than a friend will ever be able to offer us. That's God living in us that does these things. So maybe that's my um, non-charismatic side coming out. You may be a little more charismatic than I am, and, and you and I may have a little different opinion on that but and that's okay like i said that's okay uh we each have our opinions remember last episode i said those primary doctrines salvation is by grace through faith alone and in christ alone you don't earn it you don't work for it it's by grace through faith hold those doctrines those primary doctrines in a closed fist and we can get along with the rest of this stuff but i'm just helping us think through and think biblically through what's being said from somebody there on site you can sit with him and experience his deep gentleness and deep love. Like I said, there's nothing that's going on here that can't happen where you are. You just have to ask. And you don't- that's right. It can happen where you are. And we need to ask and pray for revival. We need to ask that the Holy Spirit would do a work in our hearts and our churches and our homes and it would spark revival, and people would be saved. People would be saved by the masses. Uh, those that are living kind of a, a, a lukewarm Christian life would be awakened and live their life for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, yes, we pray for it to happen everywhere. You don't have to be a Christian to ask. You don't even have There is the troubling statement. This is where I quit listening. A minute and 34 seconds in of a four minute and 23 second video. I'm going to uh, back it up just a little bit so you can hear it. This is very telling. Listen to what she says. Love. Like I said, there's nothing that's going on here that can't happen where you are. You just have to ask. And you don't have to be a Christian to ask. You don't, you don't have to be a Christian to ask. That is wrong folks how can you ask god for revival if he doesn't know you and you don't know him you can't you cannot ask god to do what he's doing in asbury kentucky if it is god doing what's happening there in asbury university in wilmore kentucky i'll get it right eventually you cannot ask him to do what is perceived to be doing there where you are if you're not a believer he is at war with you. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 5 and Proverbs 6 that he hates not only the sin, but the evildoer, the person that's sinning. Those that are against him are at war with him. Those who don't know him are at war with God. And if you are not a Christian, you can't ask him anything. The only thing that non-believers can do is repent of their sin and believe that Jesus Christ came to this world, lived a perfect life. He died in their place. He was buried, rose again, and he ascended back to the right hand of God. And one day he's coming back to judge the living and the dead. Christians, this is very telling. We can't say that you don't have to be a Christian to ask God for things. Yes, you do, because the Bible tells us that he is at war with the evildoer and vice versa. Romans 3 tells us there is no one that seeks after God. Their throats are open graves. So are we expected to believe what Miss Perfader here says and say, okay, I'm not a Christian, but I'm going to ask God to do this here in my home or here in my community? To me, that is absurd. 
And I hope as believers it is to you as well. Let's see what else she says. I don't even have to want to experience him to ask him to be like, wait, Holy Spirit, like if you're real, can we like talk right now? Like spirit to spirit. Um, spirit to spirit. You don't even have to believe. You can just say, hey, wait, Holy Spirit, if you're real, can we talk right now? Nowhere in the scriptures are you going to find anybody talking to the Holy Spirit like that. You're not going to find that in the scriptures. This is very dangerous coming from someone that is on the ground day in, day out there in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University. And this should be alarming to every believer that listens to this. And this is why I wanted to put this out, because I heard this part and it was very concerning. Uh, she said some good things in here, some good things I'm, I'm happy to hear her say. But when she said something troubling, it's been very troubling and it's cause for great concern. And I just wanted to say, like, just come. You don't have anything to lose. And if you can't come, then talk to your pastor or your neighbor and just be like, hey, what do you think about like the spirit of God? Like, what do you think about that? And do you think that something like that can happen here? Because I know that my brother's church in Florida broke out into revival this morning. There's a church in London, Kentucky that broke out in revival this morning. There's universities from all over. And like, it's great that they're coming here. But at a certain point, we will have to go to class and we'll have to say like, hey, it's great that you came from Texas and flew in from the Carolinas and Tennessee, but like now take it home, you know? And so we don't want to glorify Wilmore and we don't want to glorify Asbury because like I said, anyone could have been student body president. Anyone could have been university president, president, but it's just happening now and we're, we're just getting to experience it. And like, Notice she said that um, there's an even more emphasis on the spirit here. She continues to uh, just talk about what do you think, just going to your neighbor. I guess these are unbelievers going to the neighbors and then potential believers going to their pastors. I'm not sure. Uh, either way, they say, what do you think about the spirit, what the spirit's doing in, in Wilmore, Kentucky or Asbury University? And friends, let me just say that that is the opposite of what Jesus tells us to do. He says we'll be his witnesses. He says to go and make disciples, and we do that by teaching the gospel. If you were to look at the gospels, I, I'm finishing up the book of Luke, actually, this Sunday, and the disciples have finally understood after the resurrection the gospel of Jesus Christ in its entirety, and Jesus preaches the gospel from the Old Testament. The New Testament hadn't been written yet, so there was no New Testament, but there is and was an Old Testament, and that's what Jesus preached to the disciples everything concerning him, and then he tells them to go into the world and make disciples and to preach the gospel and proclaim repentance, and that's how we see the early church begin. That's how we see souls saved. That's how we see this, what people are calling revival at Pentecost when 3,000 souls were saved. It is because the gospel went forth boldly. Read Acts chapter 2. Peter boldly preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, and it went forth, and people were saved. The Holy Spirit went forth. It came down. It was ushered in, and people were hearing the gospel in their own languages, not some um, Rabba Daba Shamba that was unintelligible, right? But everybody heard these tongues in their language. So tongues equal languages, not just some babble. So there is the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost. People are calling this revival. You call it what you want to. 3,000 souls were saved. That's great. 
But the ultimate thing that we need to be preaching and talking about is Christ, because the only way that anyone receives the Holy Spirit is through repentance and faith. And that faith is in Christ Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. I want you to notice there is heavy, heavy emphasis on the Holy Spirit here. And that is a lot of what you get in the more charismatic leaning churches. That's what you get in your more uh, continuationist camps that believe that the sign gifts still exist, that people believe tongues are still in existence. People believe that there are gifts of miraculous healings that people possess. And apparently some there believe that they possess the uh, gift of exorcism, I guess. Um, I'll have to do a little more digging, but I don't think I've seen the gift of exorcism in the scriptures and I haven't seen an exorcism lately. So um, there's a, a heavy emphasis on the spirit. And again, what I'm saying is the charismatic, the NAR new age movement and NAR is new apostolic reformation. Uh, you'll get a lot of uh, your Bethel churches and things like that. And the new apostolic reformation and uh, the new age movement and the charismatic, they lean heavily on the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm hearing here. And that's a lot of the Gen Z's they're calling them, the younger folks in our world. That's what they're leaning more towards the Holy Spirit. And uh, they're forgetting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so far, um, I've not heard the gospel here in this, in this video and not heard the name of Jesus either. So uh, let's just see what else she says. Like you can too. This is not a room full of brainwashed people who are exactly the same and who are just like robotic and all saying the same thing. Like our personalities are shining like really bright and we're all just like being ourselves and like. Again, I'm sorry. Our lives should be lived giving God glory, not letting our personalities shine. Uh, that's. That is discouraging to hear and. I know, I know, I know. She's young. Maybe I can give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, but everybody letting their personality shine is not what happens in a revival. Everybody lets their brokenness shine and their repentance shine, and they're letting Christ shine, and they're letting the glory of God shine in a true revival. Not everybody just being their, their glittering, bright personalities and being who they are and a true revival brings with it brokenness, repentance, salvations, uh, the gospel. Um, many of you have probably seen the word search that somebody did as they listened to the sermon that kicked this thing off. And there was virtually zero talk about the gospel, uh, repentance, holiness, um, Jesus, things that matter in a revival. Your personality doesn't matter. It's all about the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the building up of one another through the preaching of the gospel, the singing of the gospel, through prayer, through uh, admonition, through encouragement, through many different things. So we have to be careful talking about letting our personalities shine when we want to link that with the revival. It's, it's very heartbreaking for me, and I know many of you may have turned me off already. Uh, many people may have already shut it down. Many people have already called me a quack, probably called me a Pharisee, whatever. Uh, but this is a very troubling video so far. Basking in like the joy of the Father and the amount of people that on Tuesday I would have told you that I hated, like genuinely, I've prayed with them and like I've worshiped with them and I am looking at them 
as God created them and I'm seeing people like as very beautiful that I just honestly didn't like before. This is another troubling statement. I don't know if you caught it, but she said people that she hated before she found herself praying with. Now, I believe as Christians, we should not hate anyone. I believe that we can dislike people. I believe that we don't have to be best friends with people, but I do not believe we are called to hate. Uh, we are not God. If God wants to hate the evildoer, if he wants to hate those people that shed innocent blood, that lie, that are wicked, that is who God can be and who he is. But he hasn't called us to hate. So uh, just to, just in this alone, just hearing her say people that she hated, that's a strong word. But Tuesday she found herself praying with them and different things. So a believer should not hate. And hopefully this young lady, if she was truly saved to begin with, has been brought out of that and understands that she is not supposed to hate and will not hate. Uh, but um, she still has not said anything about Christ or the gospel or anything like that. I'm going to try to get through this. There's only a minute and 23 seconds left. And that's something that I could never have done on my own. So that's like my mini testimony. And I would just encourage you to like read about it or read the scripture and see see what you think. And if you are a believer, like be encouraged because he is present and he is in and around you if you've asked for it. And there's not a square inch of room in you that belongs to anxiety or fear um, or embarrassment or shame. Um, he just doesn't see it. And you Now, uh, just by studying and, and listening and watching and, and taking in what I can about the deliverance movement, they will say that uh, embarrassment, anxiety, things like that, all those things that she just mentioned are actually demons, the demon of anxiety, the demon of embarrassment, and that you need to deliver yourself from that or have somebody deliver that demon out of you. Now, I'm not saying that's where she's headed with this, but that sounds an awful like what I've been studying as far as the deliverance ministries that have been happening and popping up as of late. And uh, again, what we'll get into tomorrow on tomorrow's episode and obviously with the exorcism that took place there on the floor at Asbury, it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of getting really close to the same thing with the way she's speaking. There's not one square inch that belongs to anxiety, embarrassment. And I can't remember what else she said, but they'll say that, that, that is manifesting in you. And when it does, that's demonic and it has to be delivered again, more on that tomorrow. But I just want to see, this is kind of priming uh, that deliverance movement. And I hope I'm wrong again. I hope I'm wrong. And again, this is just one person's testimony that's been on the ground and actually goes to school there been seeing what's happening. So, but still we can take a lot away from what she's saying and we're still going to discern this thing over the next several days. But she did earlier. She said, it's great that y'all are coming here, but eventually we got to go back to class. A true move of God. You're not going to care about class, a true move of God. He's going to do what he wants to, and you can duck out if you want to, but it's not going to shut down because class has to go on. If God is truly in this, it'll go on as long as he wants it to go. You don't have to see it either. And so I just like pray that prayer over you, like whoever's watching, like you're forgiven and you can forgive others. And like you can have a joy that is not dependent on your circumstances. Right. And that's like what everyone wants. Everyone wants to be happy and everyone wants to feel like they belong and you do. And so I just encourage you if you can come and if you can't, 
figure out what you can do to have a moment like with Christ and and with the Holy Spirit and with the Father. Um, I'm praying for everyone. Um, I'm praying for Kentucky and um, our nation and the world because all of a sudden I think that God is really big <laughs> and I don't think I realized that. So um, I love you all. And um, yeah, I'm praying for you. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Um, I, that that four minutes and 23 seconds was... There was a lot of telling things there. And I mean, I, I think she means well. And I think that she needs some healthy biblical teaching in her life. One of the things she said there at the end is I didn't know God was that big. And man, if you have a high view of God, that's one thing that you're going to realize early as you're learning and growing in your Christian faith is that he is enormous. When he's the creator of the sun, the moon, the earth, the universe, the galaxies, that's a pretty big God. But unfortunately we've had um, big man theology taught for years to where we are, uh, somehow on a, on a level playing field with God, and we've exalted ourselves way higher than uh, we should. And uh, that's been the downfall of churches and, and people and, and theology and, and just not having God in his right place. So uh, I, I just want to end this. I'm going to go ahead and end it. We've, we've, we've talked a while, and if you're still with me, you, you've been able to hear and dissect this. You may agree with me on some things, disagree with me on some things. Again, that's okay. We can do that. We can do that in love if you're in Christ. And if you're not in Christ and you're just listening, don't do what uh, Miss Perfader said. Don't go just talk to people about what's happening in the Holy Spirit and Asbury. You need to repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not in Christ, you need to understand that you're a sinner at war with God. And if you die, you will uh, be ushered into eternal torment. And you will... Um, you will suffer there for eternity. And uh, the Bible says that if you repent and believe, Jesus says repent and believe the good news or the gospel. The gospel is good news, that Jesus came to this earth, lived a perfect life, died the death you and I deserved. He was buried. The third day he rose again, and then he ascended back to the right hand of God. And it is because of Christ that, that you and I can be truly saved, not just say we're saved, but truly saved, and we receive the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit works in and through us to bring us comfort, to convict us of sin, to help us understand God's word, and to bring us comfort when we need it, and um, not to act erratically, not to throw our bodies on the ground, not to be drunk in the Spirit, as as Todd Bentley likes to preach and teach, is just being drunk in the Spirit. I watched a live he did from Asbury University just last night where he was on his live and all of a sudden, woo, it hit him. He got drunk in the spirit and it's just so tangible and real and heavy. The, the weight of the glory is what he says. So, uh, we receive the Holy spirit, but he doesn't make us drunk. We walk in the spirit and, uh, we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. So, uh, I hope that you were able to see kind of some ways that we can start discerning some of the things that are coming from, this university and and this being someone that's right in the middle of it, the student body president, um, just a lot of telling things there that she said, I pray the Lord works in her life. If she's not saved, I pray that she would be saved 
And if she is, I pray that she would come to a greater understanding of who God is and who Christ is. She said Christ once uh, there at the end, and and I'm at least glad she got it in once because Christ matters. Jesus matters, and doctrine matters. So let me know what you thought about this. Let me know if you you listened to the end. Let me know if it helped you kind of discern and slow down and listen to what people are saying and not just take everybody's word for it, uh, but really start to line it up with Scripture, what's coming out of this thing and what people are saying. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope that you're encouraged. And again, show charity. Don't let this thing be divisive amongst brothers and sisters. And uh, again, tomorrow, likely, if I can get to it before the evening, uh, I will likely uh, put out some content about deliverance ministries. And those are some things to be aware of. Todd Bentley, Greg Locke uh, were on site this week at Asbury University. They are deliverance ministry preachers. And deliverance ministry is nasty. It's ugly. Um, and I believe it's unbiblical. So until then, uh, have a good night. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your week. If you don't hear me from me again, um, thank you for listening. ChristianPodcastCommunity.com. Check it out. A lot of podcast content and content that glorifies God, exalts Christ, and will build you up. So thank you for listening again. Until next time, God bless.